This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, October 25th. Brought to you by Watkins and Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Tyson settles broiler price fixing lawsuit. Insurance could help with input costs and Brazil soy planting, soybean planting progresses. Tyson settles Washington broiler price fixing lawsuit for $10.5 million. Tyson Foods has agreed to pay $10.5 million to settle a lawsuit brought by Washington State alleging price fixing in the broiler chicken industry. Attorney General Bob Ferguson announced the settlement yesterday, which brings to $11.7 million, the total from the three companies that have resolved the state's claims against them. The Attorney General's office reached a $725,000 resolution with MacJar Poultry in May and a $475,000 resolution with Fielddale Farms Corporate in August as a part of a consent decree approved yesterday by a state court judge. The Attorney General's office said Tyson Foods will cooperate with its office, quote, to produce information and documentation relevant to the case against the other co-conspirators. Tyson did not admit to wrongdoing in the consent decree. The 16 remaining chicken producers named in the lawsuit include Pilgrim's Pride, Purdue Farms, and Cook Foods. RMA Insurance endorsement could help with input costs. Corn growers looking to control their fertilizer costs should consider a relatively new insurance policy endorsement called PACE. That's the advice Marsha Bunger, administrator of the USDA's Risk Management Agency, offered. The post-application coverage endorsement, or PACE, sold for the first time this spring, protects farmers who are unable because of field conditions to make a fertilizer application during the growing season. Bunger said she expects more farmers to buy PACE for 2023, both because it's available in more areas, but also because of the higher price of fertilizer. A lot of producers were able to purchase their inputs in the full year ago at a reasonable level. This fall, prices are very high, Bunger said in an interview with AgriPulse. For 2023, the product will be available in most counties of Iowa, Illinois, Minnesota, and Wisconsin. It will also be offered in areas of Indiana, Kansas, Michigan, Nebraska, North Dakota, Ohio, and South Dakota. New assessment of Ian's ag damage in Florida. Damage to the agriculture industry in Florida could total nearly $1.9 billion, the Florida Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services said in a preliminary assessment yesterday. Unlike last week's report from the University of Florida Institute of Food and Agriculture Sciences, which estimated crop losses between 787 million and 1.56 billion, the FDACS analysis considered citrus tree replacement, animal infrastructure damages, and forestry to come up with the range between 1.18 billion and 1.88 billion dollars. The Ag Department estimated crop losses alone is between about 687 million and 1.25 billion. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this.
Located in Washington, D.C., Watkinson Miller has been providing legal services to the agriculture industry for more than 30 years. The attorneys at Watkinson Miller possess a unique combination of knowledge, skills, and experience working with commodity boards and their partner organizations and the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Watkinson Miller is proud to serve the agriculture community by delivering top-quality legal services that achieve cost-effective results. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Brazilian soy planting progresses despite weather delays. Brazilian farmers have planted 34% of this year's soybean crop despite some weather troubles, according to the consulting firm Agrao. That's significant process from the 24% that the firm's analysts reported a week ago, but it's also below the 38% level at this time last year. Either too much rain or not enough is forcing farmers in some regions of the country to replant their fields. Those delays will likely push back harvesting to February or for some farmers that normally would bring their soybeans in January. With excessive rain, constantly cloudy skies, and low temperatures sowing most stream in the southern state of Parana, which also faces slower plant development, according to Agral. Maine lawmakers propose PFAS relief bill. All four members of Maine's congressional delegation have proposed a bill that would give the Ag Department access to $500 million between 2023 and 2027 for PFAS relief. Senators Susan Collins and Angus King and Representatives Shelley Pingree and Jared Golden proposed the Relief for Farmers Hit with PFAS Act after several farmers in the state were forced to stop selling their products due to PFAS contaminations. The bill would give states new grants to provide relief to impacted farmers, expand monitoring and testing, remediate PFAS, or help farmers relocate, according to a release. The bill, which also is co-sponsored by Senator Gene Shaheen of New Hampshire, would also create a USDA task force to identify whether PFAS contamination should be added as an eligible activity to other USDA programs and provide technical assistance to states when coordinating responses. U.S. aid provides thousands of Ukraine farmers with temporary storage. Thousands of Ukrainian farmers will get access to temporary storage for about one and a half million metric tons of grain, as well as machinery needed to load it, thanks to efforts by the U.S. Agency for International Development. USAID is providing grain sleeves, packing machines, and modular warehouses to small and medium-sized farms in several regions of the country, that according to Ukraine's Ag Ministry. The ministry says it expects farmers will be able to use the donated storage facilities this week. USMEF honors Trump's USTR with award. Former U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer led the Trump administration's trade war against China, but he also negotiated the Phase 1 agreement that eventually led to rapid expansion of beef exports to the nation, and now the U.S. Meat Export Federation is bestowing its Michael J. Mansfield Award to the ambassador. 
We worked closely with USMEF through several negotiations and hopefully did a good job for the people USMEF represents at Lighthizer. I'm grateful for the 20-hour days we get from our farmers and ranchers, and the reality is when they are successful, America is more successful. Lighthizer also negotiated an ag trade deal with Japan that cut tariffs on U.S. beef and gave U.S. exporters much of the increased access that the U.S. lost out on when the Trump administration pulled the U.S. out of the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, October 25th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.